Hi, thanks for tuning in. The program is Subject ACT on your people-powered radio, 2XX FM 98.3. I'm Sophie Singh, and it's great to have your company. On Subject ACT, we bring you stories connecting with our local Canberra community and beyond, exploring current and community affairs from a curious and informed perspective. Affairs with a global dimension. National Bird Week is coming up and it runs from the 19th to the 25th of October. Today on Subject ACT, I'm speaking with Sean Dooley, who's with BirdLife Australia as their National Public Affairs Manager. Sean, thanks very much for speaking with me on Subject ACT. Thanks for having me on, Sophie. Good to be here. Sean, Canberra's got a beautiful, diverse bird population and they're a pleasure. Why have a special week for birds? Yeah, I think you've really nailed it on the head there, that they are a pleasure. And even in our biggest cities, uh, and Canberra's one of the best examples, you know, that that idea of it being the bush capital, you have all these natural areas that abut and mingle with, with our suburbs and the places where we live. And in this year, more than any other, birds have been that connection to nature that we've really all craved and appreciated as we've been in our various stages of lockdown. And the world, our world, have got quieter and people have really noticed birds and birdsong a lot more this year and people have also reassessed how important those sorts of things are to them and certainly we've been inundated with a flood of inquiries and people wanting to share about their bird experiences throughout the year and so it's never been a better year to have a bird week and it's been something that's been running for over a hundred years chance for Australians to enjoy and celebrate the the unique bird life that we have and that really deep connection that we have to our birds. And certainly having the constant of birds has been very grounding for what's been a very tumultuous time. Oh, it has. I mean, I certainly, you know, I would say this because I am a bona fide bird nerd, but having spent most of the last six months just working from home and not being able to leave far from my home. Just having those local birds around has just given me a boost every day, hearing that dawn chorus of the birds waking up and greeting the day. You you sort of know that, you know, the world is turning, the things still continue, life still continues, and and they they just punctuate the day with moments of brilliance of colour and song that really make you really appreciate the country that you live in. And I should mention, Sean, you're in Melbourne, so that would have a, an added significance. Yeah, it has. And it's even though I work at BirdLife Australia and have been a long-time mad birdwatcher, the, the enforced nature of this year of, of being stuck in the one place, I've discovered birds in my neighbourhood that I didn't know existed here. I've found little patches like a, a pond that you could see on a golf course from a spot that I never knew where you would get some water birds or a bit of open grassy country that I hadn't bothered to stop in and suddenly discovered there are some open country birds there that I really wouldn't have thought about being in this suburban area. So it's something that the enforced restrictions have made you look for joy within your home turf. Sean, what's planned for National Bird Week? The big event that we at BirdLife Australia are promoting is the Aussie Backyard Bird Count, which is the one national event to celebrate Bird Week. It's now in its seventh year and it's just getting bigger and bigger every year. We've 
We had 88,000 people participate last year and that's where people just take 20 minutes out of their week to record what they see in their backyard or outside their office window or down the local park or wherever, down at the lake, just to record the birds they see in the areas that they spend their week. It's a great celebration of the diversity and abundance of birds in our urban areas, but also it really helps BirdLife Australia plug a lot of knowledge gap as to how our most common birds are faring. We have an incredible range of unique birds in Australia and many of them have lost out in the development of this country, have lost out in the clearing of their habitat. But there's a few that have done really well and it's an incredible thing to think of that birds as as colourful as the rainbow lorikeet and the galah are like commonplace birds for most Australians and we really do take them for granted but uh, this is a great way of of taking that time to think about them and, and celebrate them. And having some element of mindfulness in surveying. Yes, absolutely. To actually just take that 20 minutes to be really mindful of what you're seeing and note it. And, and you start to see these threads, these connections of the birds and the, the landscape they're in, even if it's your back garden. What yeah. birds use what trees or what birds feed in which part of the garden or what's flying over and, and how does that affect the birds that are already on the ground, those sorts of things. It's, it's a really marvellous thing to get involved in. The recording is not just about sighting the birds, it's also giving some information what birds, what, what trees they're attracted to, some of that contextual information? It's a very basic entry-level way of bird watching. We BirdLife Australia runs an urban birds program which does a lot more year-round analysis of those sorts of things. But the Aussie Backyard Bird Count is sort of the, you know, it's the gateway to monitoring birds. So we don't ask too much of the participants. Often it's the first time people have ever tried to identify birds. So the Aussie Bird Count app has a find a bird section in it, which allows you to, if you don't know what you're looking at, you can enter the details of that bird, like the shape and the size and the colour, and it will give you options as to what you might be seeing that could be found in your area. So it's about discovering the birds, but it's also feeding back to us at BirdLife Australia about what you're seeing so that we can start to get a good snapshot every year of how our most common birds are faring. That's really useful, actually. In some ways, it's telling us what we already suspected. However, it's really powerful stuff to, to see playing out every year the impact of the way we use the land and the impact of the climate and, and the particular weather pattern of an individual year and how that affects our bird population. For the first five years of the Aussie bird count, we had the same top 10 birds around Australia, the most commonly seen birds. Last year, we saw for the first time a bird break into the top 10, and that was the Australian white ibis, the notorious, the infamous bin chicken that people would know from Sydney. And that and a a bunch of other water birds were suddenly turning up in coastal areas or in our bigger cities that had a lot more water in the system or in, in the landscape because of the drought. So we saw the ibis numbers build up in our urban areas because birds were moving in from the Murray-Darling and other places where there was no water. We saw the same thing, birds that were traditionally, historically dry country birds like the little corella and the crested pigeon. And every time there's a drought, they tend to move towards the coast and those wetter areas and a a few more stay. And last year we saw, again, a big jump in numbers of of those two species. So this year is going to be really fascinating to see. We've had a bit more rain in many areas. Are those birds that did move into the towns going to disperse back into their natural habitat or have they stayed on? And compounding that effect of last year's drought was the bushfire.
bushfires. And we know in the weeks and months after the bushfires that a lot of unusual birds were turning up in people's gardens and in local parks in areas that weren't burnt, sometimes hundreds of kilometres away from where they should be. And we're really fascinated to see this year whether we'll get from the results that a lot of those birds have stayed and that they're trying to actually eke out an existence in more urban areas because the bush as it recovers from the bushfires is still not suitable for a lot of those survivors. It's going to be really interesting to see what the results are and whether any changes that you see are also perhaps due to a slowdown of activity during the pandemic lockdown. Yes, it will be really fascinating. The most commonly seen birds are generally the most obvious, the ones that either make the biggest racket or strut about, like in the ACT, the magpie, the sulphur-crested cockatoo and the galah were the three most commonly sighted birds. And they're, they're pretty hard to miss, but it's going to be really interesting to see this year whether some of the more traditionally shy and retiring birds are actually more evident that they have got used to less traffic, they've got used to a lot less hustle and bustle and they're also as we have a much quieter urban area at the moment whether they're going to be easier to detect. And the lovely thing about the backyard bird count is as you said a gateway for people who perhaps haven't done it before to get involved. So what's the process do you have to register? How do people actually get involved? We've tried to make it as simple as possible to participate this year in the bird count. So you can either register at the aussiebirdcount.org.au website or you can simply go and download the Aussie Bird Count app onto your phone, wherever you get your apps from. This is a free download and you can register through the app and as soon as you register, you can get counting. The app is actually live at the moment, but the account week doesn't officially start until the 19th of October. Yeah. And you said last year or in previous years you've had up to 88,000 people involved. Do you have a sense of the numbers so far in terms of people who have registered? Uh, certainly at the moment the pre-registrations are well ahead of last year. So right. we're really hoping that we'll crack 100,000 people Wonderful. around the country joining in. And that means obviously the more people that are out there counting, the more birds get counted. And last year we saw collectively uh, 3.4 million birds around Australia. So we're certainly hoping this year that we'll be able to increase that and crack the 4 million mark and even kick on towards 5 million birds counted. That's wonderful, Sean. Good luck with it all. Thank you for coming on and it's been lovely to speak with you. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Sophie. And that brings us to the end of tonight's program. I hope you've enjoyed it. I'm Sophie Singh. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 